Hello and welcome to the Encounter Mercy podcast. I'm Vince Dragone and I have with me Father Andy Boyd bringing it back. How's it going, Father Andy? You know, Vince, it's it has been very, very hectic and chaotic and crazy. I Since the last time we sat down and actually had a chance to talk with each other back in May, we've been, well, both of us have had some very interesting and major life changes. Yeah, for sure. So I know you have moved parishes once again. And so why don't you tell everybody where you're at now? So I'm now the pastor. I mean, that's a weird, even to this day, it's been a few months now since it actually happened, but it's still a weird thing to say, but I'm the pastor of Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish in Mercer, Pennsylvania, just about an hour and a half south of Erie on 79. So it's, you know, I I never thought that after four years of being a priest, they would have me being a pastor already. I guess it really shows how desperate they're getting to have me be a pastor, but um, it's exciting. It's really good to be down here. And um, I love the community here. I never had any time in Mercer beforehand, but Mercer is very close to um, Sharon, Pennsylvania, where I was assigned for a year. So it's good to be down in the Shenango Valley area and working here in this community. So I've noticed you're a lot more humble than you used to be. Um, oh, yeah. That must yeah, be. well. No, but, on, but, but seriously, I mean, I, I think um, it's not because they're desperate. I think it's because you're a fantastic priest who uh, I think they, uh, the bishop recognized that you were going to do a great job as a pastor. I really think that's what well, the case was. I would agree with that a bit too. You know, um, that is the hard part, like trying to remain humble, but also recognize like, yeah, you know what? God had a plan and and this plan happens to have put me here in Mercer, Pennsylvania. Uh, in all honesty, like this is a wonderful experience. I, I really do love being down here and there's something very refreshing about being down here. My staff here is amazing. I have two wonderful women that work in the office here that if it wasn't for them, this place would fall apart. They run the show, honestly. They uh, are the ones that tell me which way is up and where to walk and where to go. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't say that just because uh, or to patronize, but it's just the truth. And it's just, I am lucky and blessed to be with such amazing groups of people, as well as having a parish that truly supports me and not only me, but I think all of the clergy of our diocese. That's fantastic. So uh, I myself have had a couple of changes as well. I'm sure you uh, you know. Um, so I have been working in manufacturing for the last nine years. And I've always kind of said, um, and it really started with this podcast really, is that someday I, I, I would like to work for the Catholic Church and do something um, for the church full time. And so I was... Um, I would say really blessed enough for this opportunity to come along uh, to take over the editor position for uh, Faith Magazine at the Diocese of Erie. So I'm not a writer by trade. Um, so part of me feels like this kind of fell into my lap and it's just kind of God's providence. But, um, you know, I, I am a storyteller through videography, this podcast, photography, things like that. And um, and I've always felt that I have strong writing skills. Um but, uh, but, but for this to happen, I, I, I'm still, I still can't believe it. I go to work every day and I'm just like, you know, I just thank the Lord and, and I'm happy, I'm happy to go to work every day. And I've, I've never felt that in my entire life. 
that is a really good experience. I mean, like that, I get that. I get that. I I've been in places, uh, you know, I think of other jobs I had, whether they be summer jobs or even at times when I was a priest in other parishes that there were some days like, ah, gosh, I just don't want to do this. I, I uh, specifically remember vividly feeling that way when I was working for country fair, like that was, I, that was when I realized like, no, I am, I am not made out to stand in a freezer for eight hours a day, feeling pop all day long. Like that was horrible. Um, but I, yeah, I get that. And there's something very refreshing when you have that love of life again in your work and being able to continue working towards finding that, uh, you know, what it is that you're called and your, your life's calling vocation, so to say. Yeah. In a way, it's like a vocation. So, um, oh, hey, what a novel idea! Right. <laughs> so, but, but, but anyway, that so that's the reason why we we haven't really been around much this year, um, and we're we're getting back into it, folks. This is uh, this is it, and I hope um, you know I I hope that you are still with us and continue to be with us. And I'm sorry that we haven't been with you uh, this year, but. Um, uh, I also hope that you understand some of the the big changes that have really happened in both of our lives. Um, and it's just been so busy, just been busy. But you know what else is busy is yeah. um, the couple of weeks we have left leading up to Christmas. Yeah. And you know, what, what is that? Other, I mean, it, it's Advent, right? Right. What a, what a wonderful segue. Um, you know, I was going to kind of got it. <laughs> we do. We do. And I was going to kind of lead us in our segue with the idea of Advent. What does it what does it exactly mean? You know, it's the arrival of a notable person, thing or event, according to the Oxford Dictionary. And so um, I really wanted to talk about that. They use the the phrase the advent of television to define the um the word advent, you know, not defined, but to give idea of how to use the word advent. But that is a really good point. The advent of television, you know, when, when television came into the home, uh, granted I wasn't alive, neither were you, but we have heard from our grandparents, uh, about television. I remember my grandmother talking about, um, when she was a little girl and her father brought the television home from his barber shop, uh, every other weekend and how big of a deal that was, you know, he, my great grandfather was a barber in Erie, Pennsylvania, and he would, uh, with his partner, his one other barber partner in the, uh, you know, in the group, they would each share the television, but all day during the day it would be on in the barbershop. That was kind of like the place for everybody to hang out. Right. And so this advent of television connected people together even more. Well, now we're not talking about Advent as being an uh, a, the connection of us via television, but rather how about Advent as the connection of us as a people, and specifically as Christian people in the preparation for the coming of Christ. Granted, Christ already came, but he is now coming again. We wait in joyful hope for his second coming and when he returns to us and what a joy it is as we continue to wait in that time. And I think that's, you know, such an, um, it's so important that this is 
why uh, the Catholic Church starts Advent as the beginning of the liturgical calendar. Um, it's it, it's a time that we need really need to prepare ourselves for the birth of Christ. Um, and like any preparation, you know, like any event, really, a lot of preparation has to go into it, right? So, you know, you, you think about, you know, you know, Thanksgiving, which, which recently just happened, right? So there was a lot of preparation that went into that meal. We didn't just start on, on, on Thursday and say, okay, let's just make a meal out of nothing. No, we had to plan that ahead of time. You know, right. we had the shopping at a time. We had to communicate with other family members on what's who's bringing what and who's doing what, and uh, and there was a lot of preparation involved. In the same way that we're preparing for for Christ's birth, and we're preparing ourselves and our families, and we're you know, it's a lot like a mini Lent, like I I've said a couple of times, and and oh, I guess a lot of people. I'm not the only one. I, I didn't I didn't I'm not the one who coined that phrase, but you know, it's, it's preparing ourselves, our bodies, uh, you know, for Christ's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, often, and I think this isn't just for, uh, you know, just, uh, as Catholics, but I think in general, we, as a people, as a humanity often, go get overwhelmed so easily. And, and trust me, <laughs> as I think about these four weeks ahead of us, th- it is a time that can easily get overwhelmed. It is a time that we can easily have to be so busy. You know, you already have on the 2nd of December, many people have their office Christmas parties. I think about uh, a friend of mine who was telling me that, you know, their office Christmas party is the, <laughs> the first week of Advent. And it's like, well, wait a minute, we, we haven't even gotten to Christmas and we're celebrating office Christmas parties. I get it. I get it. You know, I, Advent for us, the four weeks before Christmas is a busy time. And it's a very busy time. But getting back to the basics, I think, is what is important. Right. It's not so much uh, does it matter about what is um, the grandiose ideas or these big plans that we might have. What's more important is getting back to the basics and really, truly, truly coming into the presence of Christ. Right. So this year and the next three years, the USCCB has asked the United States uh, dioceses to re-enter into an understanding of the Eucharist through the Eucharistic um, miracles as well as uh, the Eucharistic revival. And so, you know, let's get back to the basics on that. Let's talk in a way in our family. And, and you know, soon we will have a conversation about that together, about the Eucharist. But let's get to the basics of our faith, right? That we believe that Christ was born and he was born of the Virgin Mary, and he came to be with us, that he came to reside with us in a special way as God-man, you know, 100% God, 100% man in that beautiful mystery that we share. And so how do we prepare for that? How do we prepare our hearts to receive him into them? Uh, It's a time for us now in Advent to prepare those hearts and going to confession is part of it, you know, recognizing that we are sinful people and we need God's mercy, but also recognizing that even in that sinfulness, it is a moment of hope and a moment of joy. So it's not the exact same of Lent, but they are so similar that we need to see that connection as we reconcile ourselves with the Lord. 
Yeah. And so I, I think we should uh, kind of switch over to, you know, what are, let's switch to some family traditions. What are, what are some Absolutely. things that, um, you know, that you and your family did for, for Advent growing up and, 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 and some things that you might currently do now? Sure. You know, one of the things that I highly encourage everyone to do is if you don't go out and get an Advent wreath, right? We talked about this a few years ago, but Advent wreaths, how important it is. You know, it, it was a wagon wheel and having a wagon wheel for the people that were traveling and taking it and putting the greenery, the greenery that we put on our wreath because it is ever living, right? Everlasting. And so that green life in the time of desolation and the time of darkness is an extremely important part of our hope and the berries, the berries that bring uh, life and also bring fruit and flavor. We have those berries on our wreath and the candles. We, you know, right now we only use four candles, but uh, traditionally you would have up to, um, uh, seven times four candles because of how Christmas might fall. It all depends, right? This year for 2022, we're kind of lucky. We actually get four full weeks of Advent this year. We get uh, an entire Advent season. We'll celebrate every single day of Advent, whereas some years uh, the, the fourth week of Advent gets cut back, even to the point where you have Sunday, the third or the fourth Sunday of Advent, and then the next day is Christmas Eve. And so you go straight into having uh you know christmas eve or even worse the, uh, christmas eve december 24th is uh sunday morning you're celebrating the fourth sunday of advent and that that night you're celebrating christmas like whoa where'd the whole fourth week of advent go so this year we're kind of in a lucky place to be able to celebrate that and so the idea of having the advent wreath in this dark time of year for us northern hemisphere people we have those candles that bring us light. And as we get closer to the birth of Christ, the light of Christ, the light gets brighter and brighter. And so we have that reminder that as we go closer to Christ, we have that lighting of candles. It reminds us back to our Jewish history, our Jewish parentage, when we have the celebration of I just paused there, so I'll cut that out later. Um, well, you light the menorah. Why do you light the menorah? Hanukkah. Hanukkah. So we have the uh, connection to our Jewish parentage of the celebration of Hanukkah. Our Jewish brothers and sisters celebrate Hanukkah, the lighting of the menorah as the candles in the darker seasons uh, light our way and how they lasted all that time the 14 days because of God's grace. And so we give thanks to God. Uh, they lasted the full time of those seven days and we give thanks to God. No, it's eight days. It's eight days. My brain is just gone tonight. That's okay. Let me try that again. Hey, this is, listen, Father, this is the first time we've been back on the air since- Wait a minute, we're leaving this all in there so we're showing all of our mistakes? It's okay. It's okay. Mistakes are okay. We're people. All right. right. If you say so, you're not perfect. We're not God. We're not. You know, Ain't that the truth? <laughs> we're, we are fa we are fallen people. So that that is okay. That is okay. <laughs> Our listeners will understand, and if they don't, they can unsubscribe, and that's fine with me. Okay. All right. That works. So, Vince, what about you? 
You asked me and I talked about how we had an advent wreath in our house every year. And actually, I think we might have had an advent calendar. But anything that your family did or maybe, you know, maybe something your family does as a family for advent. You're talking about that nasty chocolate calendar with the waxy chocolate. Oh, yeah. Forget that. Yeah, no. I mean, you you get me like a, a Lindor one. Maybe I'll, I'll be all over it. But <clears throat> well, I saw I saw on Amazon. Not to change topics too quickly, but I saw on Amazon a whiskey advent calendar. I may have thought about buying it, and then I decided I just would keep the whiskey that I have in my. Uh, I just have twenty five glasses of whiskey during Advent. You know. Well, if you if you need a white elephant gift um, for me, I, w- I would happily uh, uh, take it for sure. <laughs> oh, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Um, I mean, honestly, um, we had we had a wreath, uh, an Advent wreath, and uh, oftentimes it was something that we made uh, out of cardboard, either as a craft or in school. And we would uh, we would take our little glue stick, and we would glue our paper candle to the to the wreath, um, you know, each week. So uh, fast forward to today, uh, and we try to keep the same traditions with with our young children, uh, except my wife um, is very much into crafting and making things, and she made this beautiful uh, Advent wreath that um, that we bring out every year. And um, honestly, we usually forget to buy the proper color candles because we're typically out of um, uh, of, of a pink candle. And so we have to substitute it with something else because we always forget to buy um, the, the proper color candles. Um, so this year, um, hopefully we're going to be okay because we still don't have them, but maybe we can, this will be a good reminder to order order one on Amazon. <laughs> um, but we keep that at the dinner table uh, throughout Advent. And uh, each night at dinner, before prayer, before we eat, we light the wreath and, uh, and then we typically go around and ask the kids, you know, what is this week for, whether it's for, for hope, for peace, for joy, for love, and try to have a, just a very brief reflection before we sit down for uh, a meal together. And so that's, that's really our tradition in, in, in our family with our, with our young kids that we're, we're trying to, to do so that they can understand that it's not just, Hey, Santa's coming here in a couple of weeks, you know? So, so that's, that's our goal. That's a good one to have, you know, being able to take the time to focus, you know, like I said, it's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy to get overwhelmed during this time of preparation for Christmas um, that we can really lose focus on why we are celebrating what we are celebrating. You know, well, um, I'm as guilty as I'm sure as other people, the Christmas tree will come out in the coming days and it will stay up for a while. But see, I, I do keep it up long after Christmas is over too. the secular Christmas, I should say. I don't take it down on December 26th, um, but it, it does come out. But it's also a time that uh, we are joyful still. And, and if those Christmas lights make you joyful, um, I know... Uh, Vince, you mentioned to me and Jesse a few days ago that uh, the reason why we have snow in November is because people put out their Christmas lights. That's uh, accurate. I haven't you know, put mine out. Uh, well, hey, I, I don't know about you, but 
I've always felt like most people have, and I think it's still most people, but for the most part, people waited until after Thanksgiving to put out their Christmas decorations. Now it seems to me like right after Halloween, everyone's excited for Christmas and you're just gung ho. Yeah. And it's, that's not, that is not something I'm willing to break. I'm willing to put up a Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. That's just what happens. There's so much stuff that goes into preparing for Christmas that I get it starting early. That's fine. I will not budge <laughs> on on the the day that I, I put it out. I, I'm that that is a line in the sand that I am not crossing. In my family, it's always December fourteenth. We can't put it up before December fourteenth, and there's a reason for that. My uncle's birthday is December fourteenth, so my mom wasn't allowed to decorate for Christmas until after her brother's birthday. Mm. But um, and I'm I'm still okay with that now, being that. Again, it's going to be a busy time. I think my decorations are probably going to go up a little sooner than that. But um, I get it. And and I get not putting up the Christmas lights until we get closer. Because the whole idea of Advent needs to be there. Christmas can go for a long time after Christmas Day itself. Let's not rush into a celebration unprepared. And so having these times, as we know, uh, the weeks of hope, peace, joy, and love, these are important. These are so important for us as we prepare our hearts. And so, you know, go ahead. If you want to decorate, fine. But also remember the reason for the season. I really like what you just said there about we don't want to rush into uh, a celebration. Is that how you said it? Rush into a celebration? Yeah, rush into a celebration unprepared. Think about it. If you and your spouse were, you know, you had just proposed, you just got engaged to get married, at least by today's standards, would you go out and get married tomorrow? No. <laughs> no, because you're not ready. You know, you haven't, yeah. you haven't planned everything. Uh, you haven't, yeah. uh, you, ha- you haven't, you haven't booked, uh, uh, that you haven't set up the date for the, for the wedding yet. You haven't found out which priest is going to preside. You haven't, uh, you know, got your DJ and your venue for your reception and your bridal party and all this stuff. Would, you know, if it's, you'd be crazy, right? In today's standards, you'd be crazy to get engaged and get married like next week. Same thing Absolutely. with that is you need to prepare. Yeah. You need to prepare. I, I like what you did there because I was able to build upon it. And I think that was pretty good. But, yeah, uh, no, and it, it's true because we're preparing for the wedding feast of the Lamb, right? Uh, we're not preparing for his birth again. We're preparing for the second coming, and that is the wedding feast. And so, you know, how do we prepare for the wedding feast? Well, it takes time. Um, uh, I was thinking about this today is that, you know, if I were to die today, would I be ready? And I, I'm not certain I would. I think my soul's a little bit messed up. And so, you know, this time of Advent is a time for me to sit back and really pay attention as I'm uh, contemplating my life and, and contemplating my soul to see where I need God's love and his mercy. And those are the point of these four weeks of Advent is to focus on the hope that we have, the hope that we have for the um, coming of Christ, the second coming, the peace that he's going to bring our hearts, the joy that we have, even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of suffering, the joy that he brings through his love. And so it's just so important that we take the time during these four weeks. And again, we're lucky this year, four full weeks of Advent to prepare our hearts for Christmas. Amen, brother. And and I would just say that uh, if you don't already have uh, an Advent tradition um, 
try to try to start one this year. Uh, and it's never too late, even if you pick it up, you know, the second, third weekend, um, you know, it's, it's, it's never too late. Just like Lent, if you, um, if you happen to, uh, to, to, to mess up, it's never too late. It's never too late to start. That's again. right. Um, That's right. And, and, and also if, if you haven't, if you haven't been to confession or if you're in a state of mortal sin, which most of us, all of us um, get into at some point in time, um, some, some of us more often than others, like myself, um, you know, go to confession and then receive the Eucharist, prepare, yes. prepare your body for, for Christ. Um, and so that, that's just, uh, what I would leave you with, uh, before, before we head off today. Sounds like a good story to leave us on. Yeah. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you are still subscribed and listening to this, uh, we, we really thank you. That means you, you stuck around. God bless you for all of your patiently waiting in this hiatus. I know, uh, you know, I was just on a retreat recently, a few weeks ago. And, um, when I was on the retreat, a few people mentioned me like, Hey, what the heck? I haven't heard any episodes. Like, yeah, I know my life and uh, Vince's life have been crazy. So um, we're just, again, it's good to get back to the basics. I know I mentioned that about Advent, but we're doing that in our daily lives too. Getting back to the basics. What's the most important? Well, first off, having a relationship with Christ and then second off, uh, proclaiming the good news. And so now that I think you and I are kind of like in a rhythm back into the basics, it's good to be back having this opportunity to share together in faith and also to uh, speak together to the vast community. So we thank you for waiting patiently and uh, ask that you continue to support us as we go forward. And you know what? The basics is where we started, right? And those were some of our most successful episodes. So we plan to continue to bring those basics really back. Uh, next week, Amen. we're going uh, to be talking about uh, Eucharistic miracles and Blessed Carlo Acutis. So we, uh, we hope that you uh, can join us as we are in this Eucharistic revival uh, in the United States. So um, I'm just going to leave it at that. So if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Head on over to our Facebook account, our Instagram account, our YouTube account, and go over to EncounterMercy.com and feel free to sign up for our newsletter. It doesn't come out all the time, uh, but occasionally it does, and you don't want to miss the information that we put out. So thank you so and much for listening. Here's one more recommendation for your advent. We did something a few years ago, and it's going to be available again on our website. And it was when we took the Gospel of Luke and we read the 24 chapters preparing for Advent. So, you know, today is only uh, the, the end of November. Today is November 30th. And so tomorrow, as you wake up, listen to us read through the Gospel of Luke together as we prepare for this Advent. We encourage you to participate in that because it is a wonderful way to prepare for the coming of Christ by reading through the entire gospel and experiencing what his plan and mission is for our daily lives. So encourage you to check that out as we come closer to this Advent season. And Father Andy, where can they find that? Countermercy.com slash Advent. Fantastic. Thank you so much, everybody. God bless you.